everyone. Welcome back to the AI train with Leanne and Tim. Uh, this week we thought we'd talk about uh, some feedback that I got from a recent AI feedback survey that I sent out. Uh, it was ultimately, it ultimately went out so I could get some ideas for planning my training this year. I, I recognized last year was very much reactive and I thought this year I want to be more proactive what people actually want, uh, you know, to use AI for and also get an idea of where everyone's at with it, what are their thoughts, how they're using it for their business, what would they like to use it for, what are their concerns and all that kind of stuff. So I thought today I would read through, I found that there was basically five different themes that came out from the feedback survey answering the question, what are your thoughts and feelings about ChatGPT and AI in general? Do you think there could be further opportunities for your business? And basically those themes are like, it's a great starting point, uh, AI versus humans, reliability of resources, supportive psychic and maintaining authenticity. And what I plan to do is read through some of the comments that were made. And then, yeah, Tim and I will just have a little chat about it. Basically, it's all, it all pretty much is in line with our beliefs uh, and um, ethics behind using AI. Uh, but yeah, just thought it'd be a great little discussion point. And then if any of this kind of resonates with you, you can reach out to us and, you know, we can continue further the conversation in another episode if need be. Um, anything you want to add there, Tim, before I just get right into it? No, let's just get into it. Cool. Let's do it. Uh, so the very first theme was, yeah, it's a great starting point. And this is obviously something I've always talked about. Use it as a starting point. You know, when you have that blank screen of death, uh, you know, we as copywriters, we get that. So if anyone isn't a, a writer, we definitely get it. And so there's a couple of comments here, things like, I think ChatGPT is a great tool to help generate ideas when I'm feeling really uninspired and I need something to just help get the flow of the idea going. Once I get a start, then I'm okay. Um, another comment was, yeah, I would never use ChatGPT word for word. I use it to summarize survey responses and it's fantastic. Really good to help get started with ideas. And I love the AI image creation stuff too. Uh, yeah, so I definitely, like I said, think it's really good if you are feeling uninspired. You know, the times like probably right now, we're the beginning of the year and you're trying to get your brain to work. It's still not quite there. And then, yeah, just getting it to kick things off. Um, but my concern, and I know, yeah, Tim's this as well, is that people then who keep using it after they've got the initial thoughts. Um, did you want to speak to that point at all, Tim, before I continue and come a little rant? Yeah, no, I mean, no, like it, it's it's one of those things that, um, like, you know, I, I went to the doctor today and he sort of said to me that something very similar along these lines that, you know, beyond using it as sort of in that sense of a tool, um, he was a bit avoiding it because um, it feels he feels like if he uses it, it might make him lazy um, and just want to constantly use it and, and not actually you know, add any thought of their own. Um, so it, it it is that kind of, I suppose, concern with uh, any of these types of tools that have come out in the a little little last, you know, six months, eight months, 12 months sort of space. Yeah, and I think uh, look, and also if you don't know how to use it to get started, that can also be an issue because I know some people struggle with it because they don't know, don't know what you don't know, right? So they struggle with that initial prompt. 
Uh, you know, there's plenty of resources out there, but ultimately, and I'll go into this um, a little bit later, think of about, you know, it, treating it like your assistant and just basically uh, say, this is what I, I want to create. Can you provide some tips, provide as much background feedback, uh, you know, it could be a strategy or whatever it is. The more information you give it, the better off. And then you flow on with that. And I think that's that's the real key part here. And just get started. Or if you've already got some ideas, plug it in. Have I missed anything? You know, and go from there. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's something that um, getting getting started with AI is not the hurdle it used to be, of course, because obviously Chat GPT, you can pay twenty bucks or just for free, um, start playing with it and seeing how that works. But um, you know, the difference between being able to write a sentence into, into GPT and the getting some actual worth out of it is you know pretty vast when you start breaking it right down. Yes, you can ask it to write a, a you a blog post, great. You can get it to punch out some content. But it's not going to be, you know, content you'll be able to immediately republish. You'll have to refine that and finesse it. And, that, and that's where that kind of spending time with the tool is an important thing to be able to know, even just how to start getting uh, some worth and some some value out of it. Yeah, that, yeah, spending time with the tool, I like you said that, because I think so many people think it as a time-saving thing, which it is in some ways, but it's not going to take away all that time and energy completely. You need to... Be committed to at least put that extra input, um, you know, and use your own expertise and knowledge and you know, don't get lazy uh, into it. So definitely it's great as a starting point, but yeah, don't then rely on it to write your whole life story for you. Um, all right. So we'll go into the next theme and that is AI versus humans. And this is going to be a massive core focus of mine this year. I mean, it already has been in recent months, but I want to really talk to this because the whole thing about replacing humans, it's a little pet hate of mine. I've commented on some LinkedIn posts <laughs> that have said, oh, you know, this role is going to be replaced and the role of this is going to be replaced. Um, look, I, and here are some of the comments. The whole human thing was a, a big one. Uh, so we had things like, uh, yes, I see there's opportunities. I'm also big on keeping the human aspect intact. So trying to find the balance. Someone else said, yeah, um, I'd prefer a balance between AI and human input. So basically the same thing. Uh, and someone else said, it's been interesting how I've been using it a while. It's learned so much about my business. I've just started to ask it questions regarding strategic planning. On the most part, it's come out with stuff already on my radar, but I like how it orders my thoughts. And I think that's where I see it working very well alongside humans uh, because uh, don't don't forget your own expertise and your own knowledge. And this is where I say, you know, copywriters and content marketers and all, all marketers, we're still very much relevant because we still have that background. And so, you know, when you put in the content or when it, you know, it spits out content, you know, if it's actually on the right track or not, or if it's completely missing the mark. And this is where my concern is people trying to write on topics they don't know nothing about and they just assume it's all you know, 100% correct. Um, some other jobs, uh, sorry, some other comments someone said was, uh, yeah, I don't think AI will be taking our jobs just yet. And I think it's just a really useful tool when used properly. Uh, mentioned, yeah, obviously the Dharma training. I said Leanne's done a great job in showing it's not just a plug and play. It takes real input and human insight to get best results. Uh, anything you want to add there, Tim? 
No, like I mean, I think it again, like it's it's that whole, um, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head before. A lot of people try to use the tool and and try to save as much time as they possibly can getting in and out. Um, but you know, like to get anywhere with anything in life, you have to spend, and maybe not ten thousand hours. You definitely don't have to do that with AI to be able to get somewhere. But at least you know, spend a good few hours understanding what it is, how it works, how you'll use it. Um, you know, even just trying to see where in your process do you use it? Is it just for ideation? Are you using it in the middle of your process somewhere? Are you using it to finish off some communications? Like what's the what's the way you're going to use the thing? Um, and I think that's a really important point is to mm. have a reason to use AI, not just use AI because it's cool. Um, we've seen in the last couple of weeks, um, OpenAI has opened up the, the GPT store and I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point in the future. But um in even in there, like the, the the just because it's cool factor is is really high in those GPTs that have been being developed because they people are jumping on board going, Oh, this is great, but it's no better, or it's actually in some cases much worse than just you using other systems or tools or things that would you know, they were doing, um, rather than trying to embedded into this AI thing. Great for the marketing bit, not so great for the functionality bit. So just be really clear in purpose as to why you want to use AI tools, whether it be ChatGPT or using Midjourney or using something else to be able to generate imagery or DALI 3 or you know, whatever whatever you're using. Um, have a purpose for it. Don't just um, sort of suppose, you know, waste your time trying to fit it into something that you don't know if it'll fit. Yes, actually, it's a good segue. There's another comment here that was related to that topic. Um, someone said a helpful tool if used properly, but it can also encourage laziness by getting to create content and then not feeling motivated <laughs> to humanize it. Uh, can also be a time waster when experimenting with different prompts when I should be doing other stuff. And I think that's the thing. You can very easily go down the rabbit hole and actually spend too much time. <laughs> you know, it's meant to be a time saving productivity tool. Uh, you know, if you don't know what you're doing properly or if you jump onto some random prompt uh, for some random project that isn't actually relevant to what your business goals are or whatever, then, you know, that's a little shiny prompt syndrome, <laughs> we can call it. Uh, yeah, so definitely, uh, you know, beginning of the year, you'd be reflecting how you want to develop your business. Think then, okay, here's I would currently spend half a day putting this together. Is there a way that AI could fit into this process to speed that up uh, or come up with ideas, all that kind of thing? So I think that's definitely just, yeah, I, at the moment, just that about the GPT store, I really don't see any real draw card to it for me to use it myself or anything. But maybe it's, you know, once I have a bit more focus for the year, I can then dive in and find something relevant and play around but I'm just going to take with a grain of salt at the moment because like you said some people just dived into it but you know everyone's still bumbling their way through and don't know what they're doing yet yeah that's the worst thing is but blindly just stumbling around trying to get worth is yeah pointless yeah and i think that's what a lot of people are doing because it's very exciting and hey it was over the break so uh no spring uh let's have a look at the third theme which is the reliability of resources uh now so some of the comments here were i think is a great tool for quick research however information needs to be validated unless you're 100 sure they're valid and safe to adopt someone else said i'm a bit careful about ai because i don't know exactly what's drawing from and i need to check any references to make sure they are relevant 
Uh, and, and another person just added here, yes, uh, with considerations and limitations of working in a health government organisation with strict policies and guidelines. So this is where, especially the last one, you know, the health sector, especially in Australia, need to be very careful of the type of wording you use. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, guidelines, policies that ChatGPT may not be actually across and you can find yourself in hot water if you don't double check these things. But just in terms of the sources, I have been telling everyone for a while now, go do your own research, find reliable sources. Just like if it was a copywriting gig for me, I would ask a client to provide me sources that they trust for us to do our research from. True it the same way. Uh, you know, don't just leave ChatGPT to, to its own devices and whatever it's been, you know, plugged in. I would go if you've got ChatGPT 4 provide links, actual physical links, or if you've got the free version, copy and paste stuff that you want it to use for your content. And then, you know, and, and use the prompt, only use the supplied information, only use the attached. Then you know that it's going to use, like, I guess, quality content that you don't have to then worry if it's correct. Well, look, I mean, it's the internet, right? So you don't know 100%, but if it's a government site or industry-specific site, then you're probably a lot safer than it's relying on whatever uh, OpenAI have input into ChatGPT. The information that GPT has access to, has had access to, the, the high level of hallucination that it can sometimes produce, it's not always the case. Um, even when you say to it, you know, go read this web source um, at the moment, you say, you know, read and give it a, a discrete link. And then you say only use information you found there. Even then it can still sort of, you know, drift a bit and and have some uh, some interesting thoughts on things, especially if you're sort of asking it, you know, hey, can you look at this and tell me about it? Or, hey, what's all this? What's this article about? Or you're trying to get it to summarize or trying to get it to um, almost theorize uh, about you know, discrete bits of information, um, you're going to have to check it. Even, you know, ChatGPT has written at the bottom of the actual whole thing, ChatGPT can make mistakes, consider checking important information. Um, mm. Just because they know that it can, even with all the best uh, resources in the world and all the best intentions, you know, it can still make complete mistakes. Yeah, or take something out of context too, which can be a big issue. So definitely, you know, Either double check, uh, which can actually be more time consuming because I know in the past, if you asked where did it source it from, it would tell you it can't. Uh, actually, I haven't checked that lately. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's just just worthwhile. Spend that little bit of effort doing some of your own research and then using it. Uh, or if it is um, based on you're creating something based on like thought leadership piece, you're using a transcript from someone like you're literally using um, their words so you're not misquoting everything like that well you have to also say use exact phrases <laughs> to make sure um but yeah so that's, that's probably it for that one but just make sure that yeah you are finding reliable sources and not just relying upon what it's got um the next theme is supportive sidekick and this is um look I see it as, and I've just put a post up actually um, at the time of recording today on LinkedIn about seeing it as a project partner, collaboration, assistant, whatever it is. Because like if you if you just see like a tool or a slave, oh, give me this, write me that, uh, it, I don't, I feel like the 
output is much better quality when it's more of a conversation with your props. So in terms of, so here's some comments. Um, for example, someone said, yeah, ChatGPT can be your research and writing assistant. Uh, someone said it's, oh, my screen just went off. Um, it's, oh, yes, yeah, opened up more opportunity by creating variety in their writing because obviously asking what else, you know, can we create in this? And there was plenty of other people who said it can help them streamline processes and create strategies. So you can see it as another team member. I So like prompts that I've been using for like website copy or, or even my TAFE assignments lately for college for those OCs, um, you know, I've been saying together, I'd like to work on this with you. Here's the background information. Do you need anything else? Great. Now here's what I need to do, create a chart. Here's the chart I've got. I need to fill in the gaps here. Great. And then I've obviously reviewed it and then added my own spin and fixed things up from there. But I find that trick doing more of the conversational prompts rather than spending hours, I guess, getting a 300 word initial prompt right and then realizing later that you actually misprompted something and you have to go back and fix it anyway. I, I'm just enjoying the real conversational prompting process. I don't know if that's what, I think that's what you do as well, Tim, isn't it? Or have you a different approach? Yeah. So like I don't do one massive prompt. I have done it before where I've, I've gone and created um, a big prompt. But what I will normally do is just sort of um, create a prompt at the start just to get it to spark an idea, generate a few different types of things maybe just you know hit that two or three times as matter of see if it, if it generates a better version of what i've asked it to do and then i'll start asking it to refine it more and get it down into that kind of ref refined version but what i'll often do though is also go back into the primary prompt and start adding things back to the primary prompt so like i might get down to the fifth or sixth chat that i've had with it in that same um that same like chat log and I'll, I'll realize, oh, you know, there's this thing I should have added at the top here to be able to get it to try and refine it right from the start. And that often will change the output again. And then mm -hmm. it's it's kind of like, it's like a, dist a distillation process. You sort of like get to a point and you're like, actually, cool. Yeah, all right, I can get to this point. Grab hold of a, a few different parts or, or keep modifying your prompt at the start. And yes, you can get to this sort of big epic prompt at the start if you really want to, but it, it depends on the output. If you're looking to be make it that it's going to be something really repeatable, then yeah, eventually keep refining that prompt, keep making it um, you know more succinct, give it more direction, give it more information, whatever you need to. Um, but if it's something you're doing sort of as a one shot, or you know it's like a process to go through to be able to get to where you want it to do, would you want that more that more hands on kind of approach? then absolutely is what I would normally do is um, just start with a, a common kind of theme or common common thing I want it to do and then just have it, just chat to it, just talk to it. Um, and then like the voice, the voice prompting recently that they've opened up in the last sort of couple of months um, through the, the ChatGPT app is really great for that because you can sort of, it, it'll ask you, oh, hey, what do you think of that? You know, is this, is this something you were interested in? Did, do you want me to refine that further? And you can sort of then just interject with your thoughts and it'll start to do that for you as well, which is a great way to be able to interact with GPT. Yeah, I haven't played around with that enough. Um, I haven't really touched AI much over the break, to be honest. But yeah, I like to do more of that with the voice because that 100% is more treating it like a partner in, in the whole thing. Um, and so once again, it's not replacing you, it's working with you. And so I think if you change your mindset a little bit about it, and you know, and, and if you, it does get something wrong, um, 
I'm not rude about it. I say, uh, no, actually, please refer to the tone of voice and writing document and then go through it again and read, redo that part. Um, or, oh, no, sorry, you, um, I did you only use that resource I provided? It looks like you've gone elsewhere, please. And then, yeah, apologizes and it gets back on track. So um, I just, just find, yeah, being kind with it, treat like a, a human, even though it's not, uh, <laughs> to work with you. Um, and this is where, you know, you having an understanding of what you need to prompt it is, is obviously key. Um, all right, so we'll get into the last one, then we'll wrap things up. But the last one was about maintaining authenticity. Uh, so a little bit overlap with the human one, but some comments with, like, I'm curious to know more while staying authentic. Uh, I do struggle at how it's taking over. And as much as I want to use it, I also don't want to use it as it feels like cheating or that everything will start feeling the same. Uh, someone else said, yeah, AI content is becoming very recognizable and it's very off-putting. And, um, and yeah, someone else said, I'm pretty sure I've had respondents use it while participating in online bulletin boards, which is disappointing but not surprising. Uh, and so, yeah, I know this is a pet head of both Tim and mine. Uh, when people use AI to comment on LinkedIn posts or write LinkedIn posts using a set formula, uh, I'm I'm seeing right through it. I'm basically picking up. Oh, yeah, you've used that template again. Uh, we you know that I know we both commented on something about you know in today's digital age or. Phrases that we see all the time that Chachby just spits out when you haven't properly prompted with trying to voice an audience and mixed it up a little bit. I think the key is to, you know, read back on it. Does it actually sound like you or your brand if you are obviously bigger? Um, you can prompt in all this kind of stuff about your tone of voice, but it's still not going to get 100%. And in terms of commenting, I, I was talking to someone the other day who's working on an AI tool to, yeah, do a whole bunch of commenting on people it just generates it itself with, with some human input to reflect and then do it. But I actually saw, I had a feeling that's what he was doing before I found out that's what was actually happening because I could just tell something was slightly off on the comments. Uh, so I just urge you to be authentic if you are using it for external purposes where other eyes are going to be seeing it and your brand could be affected. Um, anything to add there, Tim? I know you've got some strong opinions on this too. I mean, authenticity is a hard thing to generate anyway. Um, I mean, yeah. even for human copywriters or human writers or human anyone to be able to produce something that is, you know, authentic. I mean, we see corporate communications as being the most inauthentic, you know, status, status symbols that we often sort of you know, have to read <laughs> and have to be interact with regularly. Um uh, or in our, you know, just general daily life. So so that that whole concept of like authenticity within uh any form of you know copy or marketing or text or any, any of that kind of thing can be it, it's it's highly subjective it can be very conjectural but um you know really it is making sure that you're not using ai for the wrong purposes so like we said before about being becoming lazy um just expecting it to push out everything you want and just copy and pasting it into your blog posts or into your, your email templates or whatever you're doing um you know, trying to refine your tone of voice, even just, you know, going through the exercise of actually getting ChatGPT or one of the other AI tools, Claude, you know, heaven forbid, Bard, um, to to help you refine your 
uh, tone of voice, like, you know, give it some writing samples, get it to actually come out with what your tone of voice is, understand what that looks like, add it to the custom instructions. And then, you know, this is where, well, one of those things we were talking about before about spending the time to actually understand how the tool works, how you can make it work um, and, and what it will do for you. Does it sound like you? I mean, I think I spent, you know, I would have spent at least easily a thousand hours just getting mm-hmm. um, around GPT's functionality and also then adding my own tone of voice to it. And, and initially that was in um, like those big prompts I was talking about before, actually having like a, a prompt file that I would grab hold of the text out of and pop it in and it'd have all my tone of voice stuff in there as well. And then when custom instructions came along, that that helped and I started ironing those things out. But, you know, spending a thousand hours actually at the coalface doing like running drills with it it's the same thing you would do if you were a copywriter it's the same thing you would do if you if you're producing content for, uh, you know for the web um of any sort you 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 hone your craft you refine your technique you learn your process or you, you build your process the same thing is true here and the only way for you to be able to get really truly authentic content out of something like chat gpt is to spend the time to do it so is there a time saver like like we said before sure mm. you can save time with it but only once you've got to a point of comfort with what it will produce how it does it why it does it when it does it when you ask it to do it um and, and i think that's that's the quickest way to be able to inject um authenticity at least into the tool um but by all means that doesn't mean to say that's the end of your like function to edit or your end of your um your, your purposes or, or reason to to you know keep manipulating it on your own behalf take it out of gpt at that point put it into google docs or into an, another notepad kind of application and keep playing with it because the more human you add to it the more you work back into that text the more authentic authenticity you'll bring you know what you sound like when you talk and what your brand sounds like when it talks then it might not have got any of that it could have been slightly over formal or it might be too casual or it could be you know all sorts of uh, differing sort of you know things in between um so you know you know immediately but with just by that gut feel whether your brand sounds like that in its marketing or in its you know the way it speaks to its customers um and if it doesn't sound like it then you know here's the trick don't use it or go fix it either way that's how you add the authenticity to this sort of stuff yeah you know and the amount of time it can take to set all that up you could have just used just write it firsthand and then spit it out as you thought of it uh, rather than, you know, trying to spend all that time training up as well. So I guess you got to see where your time is best spent uh, training it up and then, you know, uh, or just, just writing it as let it flow, mistakes and all, whatever, that's authentic. Uh, you know, I, I say as well that you can do a recording of yourself if you're really not sure of how you sound, uh, you know, when you're, reading your tone of voice okay okay there's my actual words extracted from a transcript that's that could be a, a good way just to know um but as well adding stories anecdotes and things like that like little side jokes um your sense of humor you know adding that all tv shows you've been watching and great catchphrases and all that kind of stuff that just adds another element too so it just it, it adds more depth and yeah then if anyone meets you in person, they can tell it's the same person online and offline. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's something for you all to think about. Uh, I just thought that 
this episode could be useful for some people. Just a great conversation starter about some of the, the themes. I'm going to put together an article. So if anyone prefers written form, we'll have that as well uh, that you can refer back to. But yeah, just just keep in mind how you're using it. Uh, you know, being authentic. It's kind of typical themes that we will just weave in throughout our episodes. You've probably already heard us talk about some of these too. But as we, you know, we've really gone into the new year now. Just reflecting on how using AI and how it's going to benefit you. Um, any, any closing remarks, Tim, before we close off this episode? Nothing I can think of that we haven't already covered. Awesome. Well, then that's it for us this week. We look forward to seeing you again on the AI train next week. Uh, as, as always, you know, comment, like, review, reach out to us. Um, let us know how, you know, if anything's resonated with you, any further comments. And we will keep that in mind for future episodes. But we'll see you probably next time. Yeah. Yep, no, we'll see you later, guys. See ya.